What's going on, party people? You're listening to the Floral Podcast, and I am your host, Edgar Otraves. Now, today on the show, my co-host is Lechuga, and we're going to be diving into Noche UFC, Alexa Grasso versus Valentina Shevchenko. Now, if you're a new listener, make sure you check out our website, thefloorrollpodcast.com. There, you'll find a complete catalog of all our episodes, but also you will find specific playlists for the different interests that we handle on the show. We do several things on the show. We handle interviews. We talk about pop culture, but we also talk about combat sports. And if you're interested in some of the post-fight reviews, make sure you check it out because we got a playlist just for you there. So usually we don't do fight nights. This one was a little different only because uh, it had a title fight in it. And I'm a big fan of Alexa Grasso. So uh, a little disappointed. I put money on that fight. I never saw a draw coming, but I mean, this gambling, right? And it was a really good night of fights on Mexican Independence Day. That was a good move on Dana's part. But honestly, like if I was Dana, I would have done it bigger, you know? But hey, I guess this must have been like some kind of proof of concept kind of thing. So anyway, without further ado... On with the show. All right. So, uh, welcome to another episode of the Floral Podcast. I am Edgar Traves with my co host today, Lechuga. What's going on, man? Primo. <laughs> you know he gets all bent out of shape when people fucking know, take his plug in. Yeah, no, he does. I haven't talked, man. I haven't talked to him in a while. Yeah, it's been a minute, right? Oh yeah. man, it's different. You know, there's a lot going on. You know, like uh, shit. You know, but um, but yeah, we're getting. We're gonna try to get back on track, man. And uh, today's conversation, we're gonna talk about Noche UFC, and uh, Uncle Dina. He likes his Mexicans, man. <laughs> Well, not enough to do the card in Mexico. Well, that's one conversation he's talking about right now. That that's that he's having. He's looking to have another noche, but in Mexico. So like, I hope uh, so, man. There's an article on the UFC.com website, and he is quoted as saying, "I am doing this for the rest of my reign here. The thing was a massive success for us. This thing is something that I've been thinking about since the day I bought the company, and we finally are in the position." And I'm all in on Mexico. So that wow. that is exciting, dude. He is he loves he loves Mexicans, man. And I think Mexico is getting to the point where they can actually have some good camps in Mexico. And Grasso oh, yeah. Grasso being one of those people who was insistent about having her camp in Mexico. Mm-hmm. So like, well, uh here, let's let's get into it, man. One thing I wanted to bring up. Well, here, let's go. Let's get into. Uh, so, of course, I put money on Grasso versus Shevchenko, even though I've said that she would probably lose the second fight. And she and she almost lost it, but only because of the fucking judging, dude, bro. Uh, OK, do you want to just jump right into the whole judging controversy? Let's let's get into the judging and, and then we'll talk about the fight. But yeah. OK. All right. Go ahead. OK, so Bell, this guy, Bell here. Mike okay, Bell. I don't know what he. Mike Bell, I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. I don't know if he was asleep at the wheel or what the fuck. But one thing that I was clued in on, I was talking to a friend of mine at the gym, and I guess what they do is they they tally up the 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 score round by round. So mm-hmm. once they the score, it's locked down. They can't go back and change it. Yeah, right? they can't. So I mean, I have Grasso two, four, and five. Right. Yeah, I did too. But I guess he was like feeling like he messed up or maybe he missed something or something in the fourth round. Yeah, Couldn't go he, back gave it to, to, he gave it to Valentina. He gave it to Valentina. Yeah. 
And so then he couldn't go back and fix that. So then he like, mm -hmm. you know, put extra sauce on the fifth round. And that was a that was messed up. So Bell is one problem. But then the other problem is who was the guy who gave it, who gave, I think, the again, the fourth round to Valentina? I, he or, or no. What round did he hear? Let me I got to um, I got to look it up. I have it in my pictures because I sent you a picture. Oh, yeah, you did the scorecard. <laughs> yeah, I was like this motherfucker. But yeah, Dude, like, it's like the most dissected scorecard, I think, of the entire year. At least <laughs> everyone's yeah. talked about this, including yeah. Dana. He went off on a huge rant today about it. Oh, did he? Good. Yeah. Good. Good. Yeah. What, what, what did he say about it? He called it like the craziest uh, judge decision he's ever seen or something. <sighs> he was pretty upset about it. Yeah, so then uh, Sal D'Amato, mm -hmm. he gave the fourth round to to Shevchenko as well. It wasn't as crazy, though, but he no. gave it, he gave, you know, the score was reasonable. I, I think still wrong, but reasonable. It wasn't like yeah. a, you know, 10-8 or whatever round, mm -hmm. but he gave it to Shevchenko. I, I just, I don't know what fight these guys were watching. Everybody oh. I've talked to, they're like, no, that, that's Grosso's fight and it's 2-5 or 2-4 and 5. Yeah, well, that, the for the most part, me, the media members, because you can look up afterwards, like other people's scorecards, they mm. all had it for Grasso too, and most people online had it for Grasso. So it's like, it's unfortunate this happened because it clouded her victory. Instead yeah. of people talking about how well Grasso did, everyone is now talking about this awful scoring decision. And just phrasing it like that makes it seem like it was a wrong decision. Like mm. maybe Shvanko should have won. Yeah. When you don't have like the nuance of how the fight was going. I I don't man. You know what? I, <laughs> I don't I 10-8, dude. That's just that's just crazy. Ah, dude, especially for what round was it? The fifth round, man. The like fifth round, yeah. Well <sighs> I mean it Grasso wasn't doing anything for the first half of the round. No, the first three minutes shouldn't do anything. It yeah. was pretty, it was just back and forth. It was back and forth. Yeah. And uh, so they were just picking at each other until uh, Valentina messed up. And then it got pretty one-sided after that. But still, not a 10-8 round, you know? No, no. So, like, for by definition, a 10-8 round has to be dominance from one fighter over the other. That includes multiple knockdowns. Let's say you knock someone down more than once. It could be like five minutes of ground control or just like significant damage from one fighter over the other. The fifth round didn't have any of that. Yeah, no. And then the problem with, with uh, Valentina's like argument is like, well, you know, that was poorly scored. Valentina's not the best at losing here. And, no, she's uh, a sore loser. <laughs> yeah, really sore loser. Not not the best look for Valentina, especially the way she talked after the fight. No, and she she followed up in the press conference. She said it again. <sighs> she said, I didn't watch it. "Yeah, the judges felt pressured mm. to give it to Grasso because it was Mexican Independence Day." Oh, that just uh, just uh, makes me want to say like, oh, so many bad things to her. Um, yeah, dude, like uh, just. <sighs> I have so many places I want to go with that. So first off, like uh, her social media presence, she threw on some stuff, a bunch of stuff in Polish, right? Oh, I or, didn't see that. Or Russian. I, I believe she's Russian. Yeah. Um. So that's another thing too. Like it's Russian. Like she's well, Russian. She, well, she's, I think she's half Ukrainian, half Russian. And then it's, she yes. lives out of like 
Kyrgyzstan or something. I don't remember. Yeah, something like that. Like yeah. uh, she's from all over. She doesn't. Yeah. She doesn't seem to have a home. But she's a pretty international person. For, That's for why real. she speaks Spanish. She's fluent in Spanish because she. Yeah. She taught MMA in Peru or something for a few years. Mm-hmm. She, yeah. I mean, which is cool, man. Like, really, she's a really cool. cool. Yeah, she's a cool person. Not yeah. cool when she loses. <laughs> I mean, uh, at the same time, like, uh, you you gotta be, uh, you have to be a little uh, self absorbed, a little nuts, you know. Aren't most it, champions though? Like, you have isn't to be. that kind of par for the course? Yeah, I I think so. You have to be a little crazy. You have to kind of see things your way it's it's just i think part of the deal like if you are not that kind of person if you're not just a little self-absorbed and a little myop myoptic like like you may not be champ material right yeah i I think i I think that's just kind of the way it is you got to have that inflated ego yeah and so the things that she said not a great look but at the same time like who's gonna say oh fuck yeah well you know she won no you know no one's gonna say that no I I I get where she's coming from because Mm -hmm. in her mind, in her mind, she's convinced she was winning the fight. Mm -hmm. She in her head, she she probably thought she was up three rounds to one. So that fifth round, no matter what happened in it, she probably thought I'm still going to win this fight. Yeah. And it was Mexican Independence Day. It was in front of a predominantly Latino crowd. Mm -hmm. And it was called UFC Noche. So I get why in her mind, the only thing that adds up is like, how are they going to make the Mexican girl lose? You know, like, so I get it. I, it was just, it's a stupid thing to say. Yeah, it was, it was bad. She got, she got a few boos from the crowd and I think they were well-deserved, but still at the same time, I understand she's a champ or was a champ. And, uh, you know, it's kind of hard to, to take a loss. I I mean, I hate losing. I hate losing at at fucking at coin flips you know <laughs> like like i don't blame her for being sore about this you know so um yeah it's not a good look but still uh you lost you lost she could just say she was really frustrated and disagreed with that decision you mm-hmm. could you could express those same thoughts mm-hmm. without bringing in that you think they did it for what amounts to racism. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> there's a simple way around all that. Yeah, yeah. She went headfirst into it. So, yeah, yeah. She's no, they gave it there because all the Mexicans are in the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They didn't want the judges getting jumped. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. So, so poorly uh, expressed. And um, that could be. You know, I, I wish I could say, oh, well, there was, you know, language barrier because, you know, she speaks, you know, like 10 languages this woman she speaks like she speaks thai yeah you know she speaks thai she speaks you know all those uh uh, uh eastern european languages she speaks spanish she's super talented oh know? yeah dude she's also a master marksman yeah oh yeah but she's got the gun tattoo but the, yeah i was like sitting there i remember like i saw some of the like the previews and the lead up to this fight and i'm like why are you fucking with a gun right now Okay, yeah. you should be in the gym, like putting in work. You know, like I, I was like, whatever. You know, that's honestly that was one of the reasons I like put a bet on it. I was just like, she is like, she doesn't have a place. Like, I, I'm sure she's got a trainer that follows her wherever she goes. And she stuff. does. It's uh, he trains her and her sister. He's mm. been training them since they were like 13. Wow. Yeah, he's married to the sister now, which is a bit shady. 
because oh, that's he was little... well into his 30s when he started training these girls and then married the sister as soon as she became legal. So <laughs> that's, that's like, um, kind of like a Pat Barry type of thing. Oh, dude, that's I that's oh, yeah, that's uncomfortable. That's to say the least. I mean, that's not oh, not a good look. Uh, whatever, man. Um, she trained out of uh, it's the famous one. It's like their most famous Muay Thai gym. I don't know. Uh, off the top of my head, I, I would know. Which is always suspicious because USADA has admitted they don't really go test fighters when they're fighting in uh, Thai or when they're training out of Thailand or Brazil. Oh, really? Yeah, no. So what happens is <laughs> <laughs> you'll notice veteran fighters will go fight uh, or train out of Thailand when it seems like they've gotten a step or two slow. And then come back looking as fast as ever. So just putting that out there. Because wow. USADA, won't, USADA won't test you until you get back to the US. And what's the exact reason? Is it just because... They don't you know, have the budget. They don't have the budget. Yeah, they're pretty straight up about it. Tiger Muay Thai. There you go. Yeah. In, uh, in Phuket. Yeah. I oh, thanks for I never knew how to pronounce that the name of that town. I, I it's obviously it's spelled like fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm like, there's no way that's what it is. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's Phuket, but have that's you, just ha, have you ever been there? In Thailand? Nah, dude. It oh. was always when I was a young guy, it was always a dream to go to Thailand, you know. I'm surprised, dude. I would have accept I would have figured you're like, yeah, I've been there twice. Oh no, dude! No, I never had the money or the uh, or the balls at, at uh, to to actually fly out there at that you know when when I had the opportunity. I was I was young when I was training Muay Thai and yeah. uh, traveling to Thailand was still kind of like a like so a what is it like twenty two hours or something? Some fucking crazy number. Yeah, it's like yeah, it's a long trip first off, but then like at that age, I didn't really have the budget to fly someplace yeah. like that or like the knowledge you know like no. i don't know thai what would i have what would have this mexican kid would have done getting off the plane on thailand yeah, yeah. and find it to find a uh a camp and the, i don't knows, think it, man. yeah well i mean john Wee Parr did it yeah but he had a he had a lead he had an in somebody oh. he knew, somebody yeah. he knew sent them there and sponsored him while he was out there uh i didn't have that you know, I, I was training out of a gym here in Chicago and uh, didn't really. You probably would have to have been there for months. It's They would have started you out like mopping the floors or something before they uh, even let you train. I think they, uh, well, uh, here's the thing. Like, you know, now that I think about it, I never really, you know what? Maybe it's just on me. Like, maybe I didn't really try because there was a guy who would show up every now and then, a super tall guy, a Muay Thai guy, and he would frequent Thailand. I could have, I could have tagged along with that guy. Oh never, yeah, dude. Yeah, and it never, it never occurred to me. So now, when you're young, man, yeah, you don't think things through. Nah, I, I, it would have been an awesome experience. You should go now, dude. You should uh, go. You should go with Tara, or maybe go with the kids too. I mean, Thailand's really cheap. Yeah, it's supposed to be cheap. I don't know if it's the like tickets uh, are expensive. Yeah, I don't know if it's family friendly because of the oh, you know maybe not <laughs> you know because yeah. of the mobs and the. And the, you know, the lady boys, you know, <laughs> I didn't know if you were going to say that, yeah. <laughs> I said, you know, like, I mean, everybody knows, you know, but like, uh, because the lady it, boys of the night, <laughs> they're, yeah, they're of the night. Exactly. Yeah. It's not just, you know, lady boys there. They are. Yes. They're there to entertain. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so side story. Uh, and I don't mean to like, you know, uh, we're off topic, but so I knew this guy, he, you know, he was a, a training partner at a gym for a while that I had. And, um, 
a sad story. He ended up, you know, getting foot swept and he broke his ankle or whatever. Oh, wow. That was like the last time I saw him. Yeah. But, uh, but one of the stories was like, oh yeah, you know, like I went to Thailand and oh, that's cool, man. Yeah. Yeah, bro. You can like pay a lady boy to walk with you down the street and they walk around like, you know, topless and stuff. And you just give them like a, like a dollar or two or whatever. And they'll walk with you. I'm like, okay, man. (laughs) I'm like, whatever. And then he was like, yeah. And then you can ask for, you know, favors and then have them give you like a blowjob or something. And, uh, and it's just like a girl. I'm like, no, man, no, no, dude. No. (laughs) Bro. Yeah. But what does it say about you? That he thought you would like this story. I know. He would be like, oh, I need to go there. Dude, no, not even that. Like, he wasn't just telling it to me. It was like a bunch of us guys because it was like after a session of like, you know, kickboxing. Some locker room talk. Yeah, we're hanging out. We're putting our shit away. We're putting, you know, taking our gloves off, taking our wraps off. And we're we're talking about, you know, Thailand or whatever. Mm -hmm. And because there is there was a young cat who was like frequently going to Thailand and he was talking about his experience. And that guy was like, oh, yeah, you know, I've been to Thailand. And then he told us all this. And I'm like. Whoa, bro. <laughs> you know, and it's one of those situations where you like, you know, the cat, you know, but you yeah. only seen him in the gym. You never really like hung out with him. You never got tacos mm-hmm. with the guy or anything. But like, you know, you have these conversations, you know, and usually the, the, you know, the interaction that you have with this guy, the friendship you have is in the ring. You're just kicking each other's ass and you're being nice about it and you're having fun. But then he's like sharing the stories. I was like, whoa, bro. <laughs> Dude. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, so uh, going back to the fight. So here, let, let's break down the fight because uh, yeah. uh, Grasso definitely lost the first round. Yep. I saw Valentina utilizing her left cross to kind yep. of like keep Grasso off. Mm-hmm. Anytime Grasso switched to the softball stance to kind of match her stance, she started trying to do some takedowns. But here's, here's something interesting. It started in the first round and it got highlighted in the second. And she kind of continued to do this throughout the fight. And one of the things that she was doing is she was like throwing the one, two as a counter. So she would throw the lead hand and then countering with the, with the hard left. Right. And so she was just going back and forth with those punches, but she would slip, she would slip uh, her rear hand. And that's when she would counter with her rear, with her own rear hand. So she would counter with her, with her own left cross. And so it happened in the first round, but she didn't really connect. Then she ended up with in a clinch, and that's when Valentina took her down, and Valentina took that round. Like, yeah, it was a close round. Well, Valentina also knocked her down. Valentina knocked her down. Or, I mean, sorry, uh, Grasso, Grasso that, that, knocked down Valentina. Well, that's in the second in the second yeah. round. Oh, okay, sorry, I thought we moved on to the second. No, no, no. So, like, in, yeah. the, in at the end of the, towards the end of the of the first round, Valentina took her down. Yeah, and. Valentina, I could say, you know, she, she won that round, but in the second round, you're right. And that's when she utilized that one too. Mm-hmm. So like she threw that one too, and they kind of like, so the odd, the odd thing about the one, two and, and something, I don't know if it was intentional or not. So Grasso and Valentina both throw the rear, the, the left hand, the, the left cross, mm-hmm. and they kind of both slip out of the way and they miss each other. But then that's when Valentina kind of circled to her, her right, which kind of changed uh, Grasso's stance. And it went from her being southpaw to her being kind of in an in a orthodox stance, turning her what would have been a jab into a right cross. And that's what sat her down. 
Are you yeah. looking it up right now? I was trying to. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's how I remember it too. Yeah. And I feel like, I think it's really good that you highlighted uh, Valentina's jab because mm-hmm. I feel like she definitely utilized it more in this fight than the first fight. However, it became really apparent really fast that Grasso's jab had much more impact. Like Grasso was just eating Valentina's jabs. Yeah. Valentina was landing a whole lot more of them. But when Grasso would touch Valentina with her jab, you saw it. You saw that Valent- it would throw Valentina back. Yeah. 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 Dude, the power so, difference was the, crystal clear. Dude, hell yeah. With that fucking Kamehameha that she hit her with. <laughs> yeah. Dude, like she was said, boom, with that right hand. And she went rolling, dude. The, the last time I saw that, fucking Brock Lesnar did it to that fucking smoothie guy. <laughs> Remember that <laughs> oh, guy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, so like, like uh, I don't know if fucking Valentina's going to be selling smoothies after this, man. But... uh she like went rolling, dude. She went rolling. I was just like, oh shit. And then Grasso was on her. She was on her. And uh, Valentina grabbed the bear hug. She stood up. And then Grasso just stayed on her and just was dirty boxing in the corner or on yeah. the cage. Mm-hmm. And then finally they ended up separating. But that was that was a hard round for Grasso. Like that was a good, um, not hard round, but that was a solid round for Grasso. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that was definitely one of my favorite moments of that fight dude that yeah. round was much more closer to a 10-8 than the fifth round was hell yeah hell yeah but i mean <laughs> still probably a 10-9 but still yeah. like well fuck. i will say different fight commissions have been instructing judges to use 10-8s more often really yeah their assumption is it will lessen the frequency of controversial decisions <laughs> Boy, were they wrong. And it also would lessen the chance of there being a draw. Also Mm. turned out to be wrong. But (sighs) yeah, no, yeah. None of that worked. It it was it made things even worse. Oh man, dude. The third round was not a big deal, like I don't think. It was was definitely a like a close round, but you gotta give it to Valentina. uh, Valentina. She bounced back and she got another takedown, I think. Yeah, she did get a takedown, and then Grasso ended up in the body triangle during that yeah. round. And that was the entire round. And that was the entire round. Although, I got to say that Diego Lopez, the uh, her BJJ coach. Love that guy. He's Yeah, he's doing a great job with, with that team, you mm-hmm. know, with the Lobo team. Like, he's an exciting fighter himself. I'm excited yeah. to see him, yeah. See yeah, him come dude. back. Yeah, he, I think he got, a, uh, he got into the UFC. He came in with like a short-notice fight. Yeah. And almost won that fucking almost. fight. And he was a huge underdog. Yes. Yeah. He should have won that fight, but whatever, man. He was like, close a couple times. Yeah. 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 I, I don't know. And then, like, for a guy who just got short noticed and he had a decent uh, gas tank, imagine how well he would would have done with a full camp. Yeah. Oh, no, I'm excited for him. Seems like a fun dude. Yeah. <laughs> Super uh, nice guy. Yeah. But yeah, like some of the things that I really was impressed about that fight was that when Valentina threw on that, that body triangle, Grasso had the knowledge to like get out of it. Yeah, she did. She fought it well. I mean, yeah. it, it took it took a long time for her to get out of that, mm-hmm. but she was in danger and she managed to fend it off. So yeah, yeah, I was I was impressed. It showed yeah. growth in her in her development. That was the round where she got guillotined too. Yeah, she did. You know, but I guess the guillotine wasn't in hard enough. Like it wasn't a good guillotine. Mm-hmm. 
so she was able to breathe. But like when you first saw it, the first camera angle, I'm like, <gasps> I thought it was done. Oh, I honestly too, thought it was dude. over. I thought they were, so too. They weren't even. They weren't close to the cage. It was closer to the middle. Mm -hmm. uh the octagon or whatever so i'm like oh fuck she's screwed because there's still like three minutes left too i'm like i don't know how she gets out of that i i i thought she was gonna tap dude i seriously thought she was gonna tap and she was just sitting there i'm like wow grouso's fucking tough man yeah man and then uh yeah but then i guess when they changed the camera angle i was like uh i guess it's not that tight you know like you got a side view and you got a good look of where the hands were and it kind of seemed like it wasn't the best guillotine so yeah. Valentina was smart. She let it go so that she wouldn't gas her arms out. Or maybe she did. I don't know. Maybe she did gas out. I don't know. But I'm thinking she probably let it go on purpose, figuring that nothing was going to happen. But that was a well-played round uh, and definitely a round for Valentina. Uh, I, I, I guess, you know, I, I, <laughs> I don't want to, <laughs> you know, I, I mean, she was dominant, right? I can't, I yeah, can't no. really say, that, I can't really say no. I thought that was squarely Valentina's round. Yeah. But I mean, in the fourth round, that was when things picked up a little bit, you know, yeah. like again, anytime Grasso was switching to that softball stance, Valentino was going for the takedowns. Uh, eventually Grasso gets her in a bear hug and then drops her to the canvas. Yeah. And then she got a little greedy, man. I was going to say it was cool that she did it, mm -hmm. but it was short-sighted. That was dumb. Yeah. Yeah. There's no need for that. Yeah, she went to the ground and she went for that arm bar. And she should have just, just taken her back and been solid on the back. Yeah. And that's what made that's what made the round um hard to judge, I guess. Mm. Because of that fuck up at the end. And then mm -hmm. Valentina kind of took control. Um otherwise if Grasso had just been a bit smarter and just stuck to taking her back, th there would have been no debate as to who got that round. Yeah. Plus, I mean, when they got off the ground on the way up. Valentina along the cage was able to cut her with an elbow, which yeah. I don't, I still, I still haven't seen. Like I tried to look for it. I don't know when she did it. You know, what's I crazy. I was watching the fight with my girlfriend. Cause she likes Grasso. Okay. She's like the only UFC fighter she cares about pretty much. <laughs> so she was excited to watch it. She noticed it right away. As soon as she landed the elbow, she's like, Oh, that cut her open. And I didn't even see it. And wow. then I'm like, cut who open? And she's like, Grasso, she's bleeding. I'm like, what? And then I saw the blood. I'm like, Oh, all right. I completely missed that. Wow. Yeah, I missed it too. And I was like looking for it. And I was just like, oh shit, you know, that probably swayed the judges a little bit, you know, because it's yeah. damage, right? Mm -hmm. There was all that action up along the cage. And then there was a moment while Valentina had Grasso's back along up on the cage while they were standing. Grasso was able to break the, the bear hug and then drop to like a footlock. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, damn, look at this girl. It was nice. Yeah. Dude, she might have had her if that happened earlier in the round. She honestly mm -hmm. might have because she had she had a good hold. Yeah. Yeah. And then finally in the fifth round, man, that was when shit got interesting. The first two minutes of that round, it was just them kind of poking at each other. I mean, they were scrapping, but it was yeah. they were just kind of like waiting for their moment. Grasso was a little more tentative of the takedowns. Uh, she was kind of like a little lower, if you could tell, like you could. Yeah. Kind of tell that she was throwing the punches, but she she had to wait a little a little lower set. And you could tell she was scared to go in. She was scared to close the distance. Oh, you and think her, so? Oh yeah. And her corner was shouting at her mm. to pick up the pace oh, more wow. to get in there, more action. And she was reserved. The three rounds before that, every time she did try to close the distance, Valentina would shoot right away. Yeah. But I think one thing that we learned is that Grasso's jujitsu is better than Valentina's. 
Yeah, I no, I think so. Man. Which is nuts because Valentina's the she's a black belt. Yeah, well, she's a black belt in judo. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Yeah, we she's looked a, this up last time, actually. Yeah. Yeah. So, like, I don't know how good her actual ground game is. So not and again, they have they have ground a ground game in judo, but jujitsu is solely concentrating on the ground. Mm-hmm. And so uh there may be some nuances that Valentina's not aware of or doesn't get to practice. But like, yeah, I, I think uh, I think Grasso really kind of dominated on the ground. Uh, I couldn't say dominated because there, I mean, there were those moments where like Valentina had Grasso in that triangle, right? Yeah. But there was a moment, I guess, along the cage where Valentina kind of fucked up and she went for a clinch. Yeah. She actually went, well, not, not along the cage, it was actually towards the center. She went for like a, I have the name of it here. Mm-hmm. She went for like a judo throw. It's called Ochigari. And it's basically a trip from the inside leg. Mm-hmm. But while she was going for that, she went for like a head and arm, like yeah. try like arm triangle grab. And in doing so, she slipped off of Grasso. <laughs> yeah. And then Grasso took her back, dude. And I'm like, it's gonna happen again. She's gonna I, get her again. I, I texted you when it happened. I'm like, I don't know how that happened. I still don't understand. Yeah. What valent I don't know. It was just bad. Dude, that's two fights in a row where Valentina fucks up at the end of the fight and it costs her the fight. Yeah. 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 Uh, and I don't know. I don't know what's going on there. Like, I thought the same thing. Is she just running out of steam? Is she mentally kind of worn down? Like, what? what is happening in the fifth round for Valentina? <laughs> I, think, I think she's choking. Yeah. I, th- I think she chokes. Or maybe she gets too confident. I don't know what it is. Dude. But yeah, she gave her back, dude. And I was like, losing my mind, bro. <laughs> I couldn't I believe was, it. I really dude, couldn't believe it. I was like screaming my head off. Like my kid, my, my daughter was with me. She was watching the fight and we were like, ah, you know. And um, yeah, dude, I was so excited. And Grosso had her back and she was pouring it on, dude. She, she had thrown on the triangle. Yeah. She was like attacking the arms, trying to get the fucking neck crank. She was doing all kinds of stuff, and my girl, my girlfriend was literally, uh, she jumped out of the, out of off the sofa, was like pumping her arms, screaming "Chingatela, chingatela!" <laughs> Which for the listeners wow. means fuck her up. Yeah. Oh, dude. Really? Fucking, yeah. She gets really into it, you know. <laughs> when wow, she does dude. watch, she gets really into. It. Yeah. Dude, yeah. your 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 girlfriend is so nice too, man. Oh, like, I, I could- know, dude. I would never expect that kind of language from the young lady. <laughs> oh no, she loves um. Like her favorite movies are movies where there's revenge of some kind. <laughs> so she gets really into it when the revenge is happening. <laughs> and like in this fight, she hated the way Valentina was fighting. Like, oh, wow. She felt like Valentina was just going for takedowns to run out the clock kind of thing. Mm. So, yeah, she just felt like it was like, I don't know, like a bullshit way to win a fight. Mm-hmm. So she was getting more and more aggravated as it went. And then finally, when Grasso. When Alexa took Valentina's back at the end, she got like really into it. She wanted, you know, like a like a meathead UFC fan. She wanted blood, you know. <laughs> wow, dude, I would have never have guessed that of yeah, your girlfriend. No. She sees she's so nice. Just a nice person. I'd never think that she would like be. I'll, I'll secretly record her next time, <laughs> so you could see to believe. Well, I mean, I guess there will be a next time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, again, that 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 fifth round was definitely Grasso's, and there's already talk like Dana's talking about 
making a making a, a trilogy out of it, you know? It's gonna happen, dude. This is another conversation we can have on the side, but I feel like the UFC's a bit out of control with these immediate rematches. Yeah, uh, I don't know how I feel about that. Um, I did want the immediate rematch for Valentina versus Grosso more so to like seal the deal. Okay. This is our new female Mexican champ. Like I wanted that. Like I still want that. And uh, although I am a little kind of like tired of seeing Valentina fight Alexa. Yeah. Like I am a little bit tired, but also all that smack she talked. I know, dude. I'm like your girlfriend right now who's screaming like, Right, right. Like seriously, you just talked a bunch of smack, woman. You you get another rematch because she's gonna put you down again for real. I hope so. Yeah. Dude, but here's the problem. Okay. Yeah, best case scenario, Alexa wins convincingly. And then this just puts a bad and we're done. Yeah. What if Valentina wins? Then you're gonna get a fourth fight? Because fourth fight. This is what happened with Moreno and Figueredo. And so it was literally for two and a half years, it was just Moreno versus Figueredo, and it holds up the rest of that fucking division. Like, yeah. But then again, I think I think Alexa has a better chance against Valentina than she would if she went up against Aaron Blanchfield. Aaron literally just fucking wrestles the entire fight. That's all she does. I don't know. Yeah, and you know what? It would suck if she fought somebody else and lost the belt because then there were were. You know, there isn't a final end to this. No. <laughs> uh, at the same time, man, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they give her a tomato can, but like the UFC doesn't really do that. You know? No. Uh, I, don't, I, mean, I don't even know who that would be. Yeah. I, I mean, the division for the girls are, are really, are, there's some tough girls in there, man. Mm-hmm. Some really tough girls. I, I don't know. I don't know if there is an easy fight for her to like tune up for, for you know, Shevchenko 3. You know, Russell Chevchenko three. You know, like I, I just don't. I don't know if there's a such a thing. I think any fight for her at the division is a risk because I mean they're not going to give her just a tomato can. They're going to give her. Would well, be Aaron. It'd be Aaron Blanchfield. Would it? Yeah, it, it would definitely be her. Um, and her wrestling's better, huh? It's not even close. Aaron's like an elite wrestler, while Valentina's is pretty good. Mm-hmm. But I don't think anyone would be like, "Oh, Valentina's an incredible wrestler." While you could say that about Aaron. I want to say that maybe her her jujitsu may not be there just yet, but I don't know. I could be wrong because I mean, there I saw some really good jujitsu from her this in this fight. So and she's getting, I she's growing by leaps and bounds, man. Hell's yeah! And oh, speaking of which, like I mean, she is growing, and the way she came into the ring, there was so much more confidence in her. Oh yeah, so much more presence in the ring for her. It was good to see, man. Her being the champ looks good on her. You know, like I think I think. uh she wears it well. She's number one. Uh, women's pound for pound. Dude, fuck yeah. Like, kind of wild having her over Zhang Wei Li. <laughs> I will say that, man. But oh, can you imagine that super fight? Whoa. What would that I, do to your heart? Dude, I don't know, but I like I, I I wouldn't even be able I wouldn't know who to cheer for, man. I like dude. both those girls. But I think Wei Li would actually win that fight because she's I do just, too. She's just so much stronger and she's so fast. She's so fast. Such she's got so much pop in her in her in her Bro. in her striking. I just yeah. and that, she's growing by leaps and bounds. 
every yeah. fight she looks better and she oh, was already yeah. incredible to begin with yes yes so yeah i i man if they ever did that well i mean before they do that they would both have to dominate their divisions no that's the while. old ufc no. you think so oh uh, no dude the fights that make money those are the ones that get made Can you imagine <laughs> that fight i pff, that fight would happen like in shanghai or something dude no you gotta put it someplace else man someplace that's where neutral. it would happen no nah, that's dude. where it would make the most money because it'd be uh, wiley possibly becoming a double champ yeah that, no. that would happen somewhere in China or another Asian country. No, you can't do that, man. You can't. You can't do that. You got to have it in neutral ground, man. That's not fair. Okay. All it's right. Now fair. you sound like Valentina. I mean, I, I know it's <laughs> no, dude. It's just like, it's like, I mean, how you, you know, you have two champs. It's not like it with the Valentina situation that's different. Like, of course she's the under, you know, she's the contender. She's yeah. got to fight on in the enemy's territory, right? They're both champs. You got to put it in a neutral spot, put them in Abu Dhabi or something, man. You know, mm -hmm. um, don't, don't, don't fly them. Don't fly. Don't fly Alexa over to Shanghai. It's not fair. You know? Wiley versus Alexa would either happen in Estadio Azteca or whatever the Chinese equivalent to that stadium is. Shit. There's no way it'd be, I do to be dumb to have it anywhere else. It would be epic if you had it in fucking in, in Mexico. Yeah. It'd be insane. Yeah. It'd be absolutely insane. Again, they though, the UFC, they had three Mexican champions. Yeah. No, they dropped the ball. They really dropped it big time. Yeah. They really did drop the ball. Hopefully, hopefully Alexa stays champ a long time. But like, yeah, I mean the, the whole wrestling thing is a concern, right? She doesn't really have. Yeah, she doesn't really have any kind of takedown game. She doesn't have any judo. She doesn't have any wrestling. And her takedown defense is pretty terrible. It got better. It got yeah. better, but it's not good. I, I thought it was pretty decent in the in this in this fight with Valentina. I don't know, man. When she would shoot for takedowns, I felt like they were pretty obvious. That's what was coming, and Alexa was unable to get out of the way. I I think uh, I I don't I don't know if it was like she was unable to get out of the way. She just I think it's more like she was just not cognizant of the takedowns coming. You know what I'm saying? And she uh, has such a box boxing heavy stance. Mm -hmm. So it, yeah. Yeah. If you notice, she corrected along the way she got, she by the time she made, she made it to the fifth round, she was already kind of sitting in her punches a little lower. Mm -hmm. So she was, she was taking a lower stance when she was punching, but in the, in the first few rounds, she was a little too light on her feet to be fighting MMA. And uh, I think that's why she got takedown. But also I think she was not aware enough of the takedown. Also, I want to say that that was a, like a newer thing for Shevchenko, but I'm not sure because she was do she was fine kicking her until she switched to Southpaw. And so when, once she switched to Southpaw, that's when she started hitting the takedowns. And so, she had to, because when Alexa would switch to Southpaw, she was piecing her up. Yeah. And, Valentina and, couldn't keep up with Alexa's uh, striking whenever Alexa was in Southpaw. Yeah, and and the power aspect of it that you mentioned mm -hmm. before, her jab was hitting her so hard because obviously she's a Southpaw, right? I mean, she's an orthodox fighter. She put her her power hand in front, so that's why that jab was doing so much damage. Like when she hit her with that fucking second round Kamehameha, dude, it was so dope. That was incredible. It was it was the best, dude. I was just like damn she's got some power like damn she you know I, I mean there's probably a bunch of conditions that we're not paying attention to like like she did circle 
Uh, so that she again, she turned her that lead hand into a, a power hand, but also maybe Valentina's stance might have been too square while she was spinning around. It was, it so, was. If you go back and watch the replay, oh, was it? Yeah, yeah. So then that that's why she fell. But still, not to take anything away from her power, man. Alexa's power is is a real thing, man. Uh, it, it was it was beautiful to see. But anyway, um. You got anything else you want to say about Grasso versus Valentina before we move on? <laughs> no. Do you want to tell the audience uh, how much money you lost uh, because of fuck. Mike Bell? So uh, because of this fucker, <laughs> Mike Bell, <laughs> I lost $200. I put 200 on on Grasso to win. I was not going to, but I just I got in my own head and started thinking, man, it's a Mexican Independence Day. There's no way she's going to lose on Mexican Independence Day. Then you you text me. You were like, no, nah, dude, that's not, that's not a good bet. Because typically when they make these ethnic cards, the, the, the ethnicity of the day loses. Yeah, the dude. Whole, the whole it, day. I've seen it happen to Brazil. I've seen it happen to fucking in France. What was the, what was the other one? There was another one recently. I don't know. Oh, Australia. Australia. Pretty much all the Australians and New Zealand fighters fucking lost on that card. Dude, when you said that, I was just like, fuck, that's right. I remember there was like a Brazil card. I'm like, no. I was like, fuck, all right, well, whatever, you know. And Mexico <laughs> so, did not get off to a good start either. No, that first fight, they lost. That, that yeah. kid, what was his name? Uh, Fernando Padilla versus yeah. Kyle Nelson. Yeah, Nelson, Nelson won a unanimous on that one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, I was like, oh, no. But then the it. tide turned in your favor, so. That definitely, yeah. We because the the following fight was Daniel's uh, Zell Huber versus Christos Giagos or whatever that his name guy. was. That guy's a future superstar. Oh yeah, Zell Huber. Zell Huber. Yeah, that <laughs> the Zell most Huber. the most Mexican name you've ever like, heard in your life, dude. I was like, how do you pronounce that shit? Like, I saw the letters. I'm like, is this guy fucking Mexican? What the fuck is he? And he was like, yeah, you soy de la baby black. And I'm like, what? Yeah. With the giant sombrero. Yeah, I'm like. Yeah. How did the fuck did you get Zell Huber? Like, what? That yeah, sounds maybe. German. I I didn't look it up, but maybe like his grand one of his grandparents is German, or maybe mm. his wouldn't his father's German. Who knows? Yeah, and he doesn't pronounce it, or at least like when they did the interview, that he didn't pronounce it like Spanish. No, he pronounced it Zell Huber, not Zaye Huber. You know, like I don't even know how you would pronounce that in Spanish. It's it's got an H, confuses shit. but uh but yeah no that kid's gonna be a star yeah i remember texting you i was like damn this kid's badass you know Mm -hmm. good looking kid too man i'm sure he'll be a star yeah fun fight style too this fight wasn't boring no he was it was a it was a cool fight Mm -hmm. and then raul rosas this motherfucker didn't give me time to go get my popcorn (laughs) i finished the fight in 54 seconds (laughs) yeah you know, I did. I fucking. I all I saw was him mauling the poor Terrence Mitchell on the ground, dude. Like, yeah. I was just like, "What the fuck, man?" Dude, he uh, Raul heard all that shit you were talking, man. <laughs> he went out there ready to shut up his haters. <laughs> he heard you bet against him, dude. Yeah, I did. I did bet against him. I was like, "Oh, this kid's all hype." I put thirty on on the uh, fucking Terrence to win. And I was like, oh, no, Terrence was a fucking tomato can. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I remember looking at him uh, during the interview. I'm like, oh, this guy's going to lose, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> like, he were, they were interviewing him. And I was just like, why? No, 
no, you're, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. I could just tell by the interview, you're going to lose. I was like, fuck. And I was like, no, I, I'm just getting in my own head. It's, it's nothing. It's, I'll be fine. Then Raul fucking puts him down, dude. Like, I dude. literally thought, like, Terrence was going to be fine. Uh, in Raul's credit, his striking looked better. Yeah? <laughs> I mean, the guy he was fighting was a can, so whatever. It's kind of hard to judge how much it improved. Yeah. But I thought, his, I thought his striking looked a lot more crisp than the last time we saw him fight. Well, I mean, he put him down. He got, yeah, a, he he got him out of there. Yeah. Damn, dude. I was just, I was so angry. I was so <laughs> angry. I was, I was happy that that kid won. I'm like, I'm happy that uh, Rosas went won, but like Terrence was such an underdog that uh, it would have paid for the two hundred dollars, and I would have made like thirty dollars on top of it. Well, I would. I remember, I remember you texting me your bets yeah. before the card started. And I misread it. I thought you bet on Raul. I thought you no. bet on Raul Rosa. So then when he was winning, I felt happy for you. <laughs> and then I think I even texted you like, congrats, Raul just made you some money. You're like, oh, no, actually, I bet on the other guy. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? <laughs> well, I told you, I was like, well, this cat, you know, he's all hype, you know? like, yeah. I, you know, Which I wouldn't deny. I, I, Raul's got a long way to go, man. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And he's talking like he's going to be champ tomorrow, you know, yeah. like. Like, well, oh that's that champ mindset we were talking about. That's true. You gotta right? be kind of delusional. Uh, just a little bit. Just a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Yeah. You can't you can't uh, really look at reality too much or it's gonna bring you down. But good for that kid. I was mad that he lost, but I'm gl- I'm glad that he won, you know. Uh because uh I I just I like the kid. I really do. Yeah, I do too. It's got a good story. Yeah, he does. Started fighting so he could help fix his mom's van, I think it was. Oh, yeah, it's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Dana paid him two grand. It was. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking Dana. <laughs> yeah. Millionaire. Here's $2. <laughs> Go Dana's fix your van. <laughs> inching his way up to billionaire. Fucking guy. Uh, I, I mean, I mean, I, I shouldn't hate. I just sometimes I don't like this guy when he talks, you know, like. Dana White. He gets in, yeah. He gets in front of the mic and he says some shit that I was like, man, how can you be so douchey yeah if it, if it makes you feel any better he's pretty miserable now that vince mcmahon is technically a superior in the company so oh is that the case oh yeah the way it's structured vince mcmahon is higher up on the, on the ladder than he is so is he his superior or is he his boss he's his superior he's not dana's direct boss okay but he's technically higher up on the totem pole and then um because they did the merger went through on Tuesday or something last yeah. Tuesday. Yeah. And then the company's now TKO and then the UFC and WWE are divisions of TKO. Yeah. And they said in their official press release, their plan is so that every WWE fan is also a UFC fan and everyone that's a fan of the UFC is a fan of the WWE. Nah, so there's, really. there's going to be a lot of like cross promotion shit happening. Who uh-huh. knows what, but then they asked Dana, about that quote during the press conference. And he said it was the stupidest fucking thing he's ever heard. <laughs> <laughs> so you could tell, you could tell like he was like, he's been stewing about this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Good for him. Yes. I agree with Dana. That is the yeah, stupidest no, fucking, fucking thing. Yeah. Dumb dude. It's just, you're going to lose trust in it. You're like, well, I don't know what's real and what's fake at this point then. Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, all the trash talk, you want to sell a fight, <sighs> whatever. You know, but don't turn it into like the fucking, you know, the WWE. 
Well, something I wish they would do, <clears throat> some more similar to WWE, and Pride used to do this too, is like the elaborate fighter entrances. I think oh. those are fun. I don't know why they don't do that. They should do something like that, like the, the little bit of the pageantry. Yeah, bit of uh, boxing does it, you know? Mm-hmm. One does it. I think one does it. Yeah, I think so too. And yeah. Dana always said he refused to do it because he didn't want people to compare it to wrestling. So, mm. But now he doesn't have much of a choice. <laughs> Oh, dude, I, I just, uh, you know, what are they going to do? Are they going to have like the rock again, give away belts and stuff? Like, Oh God, dude, I'm so fucking dumb. Dude, dude, did you see the rock when he was there on the stage when they were doing the weigh-ins with the bad motherfucking belt yeah. or whatever? Yeah. He looked so afraid of the actual fighters. Right. He, he looked like, ooh, 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 ooh. he looked, he looked like the white boy at, yeah. at the, at the rap party, dude. Like, yeah. <laughs> Like he totally did. He, he was just out of his element and I don't yeah. know what the hell he was doing. Cause I mean, there's, he pretends to be a badass. Yeah, exactly. And he knows it. He, he knows that he it's knows pretend. It. Yes. Yeah. And these guys are actual badasses. Yeah, I think he felt like he didn't belong. Like For sure. he was probably embarrassed to be up there. Uh, I don't think he was until he actually was up there. Like, oh, I don't right. think yeah. I, I don't think it really set in until he was on stage and he's like, oh shit, I don't belong here. <laughs> yeah. <No>. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how I got here, but I don't belong here. Shit. <laughs> yeah. And he has to pretend that he's the bad motherfucker because he's the yeah. one presenting the belt. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody gives a shit. <laughs> no. And then, and then like the worst the worst thing about that fucking belt is that uh Masvidal, fucking Jesus, he he I mean he won the fight. But it was yeah. like a doctor stoppage. It was like so anticlimactic. Yeah, dude. It sucked. Yeah, it really. I mean, Nate for got public- fucked up, though. I mean, Nate was pouring blood. Mm. But he's got all that scar tissue. It doesn't take much. Yes, exactly. But exactly. he looked bad. He looked bad. Yeah, but you can sneeze at that guy and he'll fucking start bleeding, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, it's just, ah, uh, uh, so sad. Okay, so we got one more fight we got to talk about. And mm-hmm. there's a reason for it. Uh, Kevin Holland versus Jack Della Medella. A fight I was excited about going in. And, and you were going for you were going for Kevin Holland, and you said you usually go for Jack. Okay, no, I I thought Kevin would win. Mm-hmm. I preferred Jack as a fighter. Okay, I just think he's a more talented fighter, and he's but, got a bigger runway to success. Yeah, well, but like. He, Go ahead. I pick Kevin. I pick Kevin because Jack has had a bunch of weight cuts. Like his fights keep getting canceled, and then he keeps getting these new fights scheduled on short notice. So he keeps doing redoing these weight cuts. And I just assumed, all right, that's got to take a toll on someone. And yeah. I mean, honestly, I don't even feel like he fought that great. I thought it was a pretty low energy fight. It was. Uh, it was an okay fight. It wasn't the the best fight, you know. Uh, I felt. It, I thought Kevin looked like he was sparring. It did feel like it was a sparring round or a sparring match. Like it didn't seem like an actual fight. They were like a little too uh, nice to each other, I guess. Yeah, it was weird. It was yeah. weird. Yeah. I, that's, uh, speaking of taking a break or something, because I think Jack should take a break. But Kevin also, I mean, he's like the most active fighter on the entire roster. Uh, you don't think that the curse had anything to do with it? Oh, my God. Yeah. Go ahead and explain the curse. Okay. So apparently there's uh, Michael Chiesa's curse. Every fighter that ever fights Michael Chiesa, the next fight, if they win, the next fight they lose. <laughs> and so you were like cheering for Kevin Holland and I told you, hey man, what about the curse? You're like, what fucking curse? <laughs> yeah, like, I had no idea. 
Yeah. And then you explained it. I'm like, this changes everything. <laughs> and it did. It did. Yeah, it did. <laughs> oh my God. Oh, uh, dude. I mean, um, being, you know, if you're a fighter, most fighters are are like superstitious. Mm-hmm. But I guess so are gamblers. <laughs> yeah. But you you are both. <laughs> I, I guess I will at one point I guess I could call myself a fighter, but like uh but yeah, a gambler definitely, you know. Yeah, dude. Uh I was like shit, I'm not touching that fight, I said. Fuck that. <laughs> no. I mean I, the, it was like pretty even odds anyway, right? Yeah. Yeah, they were like, yeah, negative they were both like negative one hundred, you know, or yeah. minus one hundred, you know. Uh, yeah, it was it was just like eh, I'm not gonna bet on that, you know. Uh, there's not not a huge gain there, but I guess I should have put all of it on fucking on uh, Jack because yeah. that that would have made me some cash. Yeah, I see. I don't think about these things. There's a curse. I could have I could have used that curse. Did you fight? Well, uh, going seeing how your bets went, did you yeah. fight Michael Chiesa at some point? <laughs> <laughs> the last one, the last fight I had. Yes, right before I fought. Yeah, I won. <laughs> And then the last fight I ever had, I lost because it was Michael Chiesa's curse. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, dude, man. Yeah, man. I, I thought it was a great night of fights, dude. I did too. I, it was, it went as, honestly, exceeded expectations. It went as good as it could have possibly gone. I, I, I just, I felt like you could have uh, put maybe a one or two more people on that card. Like a little It was a bigger. small card. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, like in terms of names, you could have put somebody mm-hmm. else on, on on those on that card, and it could have been a UFC, you know, pay per view. Yeah, it was kind of odd. I because at first you're like, oh, when I saw it was a fight night, I'm like, oh, maybe it's like going to be one of those ABC ones mm-hmm. that's like on Channel Seven for everyone to watch or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't. It was in. It was on ESPN. It was an ESPN Plus card. Yeah. So I don't. know. I thought that was kind of a curious decision. It was weird, but I mean, apparently, uh, it was. You know, Dana liked it. You know, yeah, and they're gonna they're gonna do more. I mean, they also maybe they weren't able to get another title fight, so they're like, "Well, Alexa and Valentina are not going to sell pay per views, so let's put it on Fight Night. Hope for the best we can." Yeah, I think they're wrong about that because I think the crowd really showed up. Yeah, they did. You know, and it's it's uh, apparently I I think it's one of the biggest fight nights they've ever had. That's what Dana was saying. I think he was claiming that it was like the most watched fight night or something. The most watched UFC fight night of all time on ESPN mm-hmm. plus receiving 1.1 million unique viewers. Yeah. So it's yeah. pretty incredible. Yeah. Dana, Dana's got to start doing more with Mexico. <laughs> you would he's, think he's, well, I think, I think he's ramping up. I think it's just a, this would must've been like a test flight, you know, like he wanted to make sure that, that people would watch a fight that the Mexican people would come up and watch this, you know? Well, the problem is <laughs> they've had fights in Mexico city before, but the Mexico city crowds are very much. So the same crowd that go watch, uh, the soccer games in Mexico. So they're very unruly. They like to throw things <laughs> and they really like to boo and they like yeah. to chant. Yeah. Uh, certain words. You mean culero? Yeah, and people. <laughs> yeah, that uh, American companies are scared to put on the air. So, oh, yeah, because the no. last fight that was over there was um, El Pantera. 
the fight was stopped. It was a doctor stoppage because uh, Pantera poked the guy in the eye, and the crowd went fucking livid, and they started throwing garbage onto the <laughs> into the ring, into the octagon. Oh, you gotta and, love the Mexican crowd, bro. Yeah, and they're chanting all sorts of things. Uh, and that was also a fight night, so <laughs> there was a lot of bleeping happening. Huh. but it's but it's pay per view. Yeah, man. And you might as well assume it's rated R. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And you want a crowd that's into it. Yeah. So you're talking about Volkanovski. Who? No, no. Uh, before that. Uh, Josh Emmett. No, before Brian that. Brian Ortega, one. Max Holloway. Nope. Keep going. Uh, Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens. That's the one. Uh, according to this, he beat Jeremy Stevens. From the eye poke. Uh, yeah, he won that. Oh, they did a rematch, and oh, then he beat a... Jeremy Stevens. Yeah, there yeah. was a no contest as the no poke, the eye poke, and then the yeah. following one. You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah, the eye and poke one was the one in Mexico City. And funny enough, Jeremy Stevens is half Mexican. <laughs> the name he doesn't look it, and his name doesn't sound like it. But yeah. Oh Jesus Christ! Everybody wants to be Mexican now. Who was it? There was somebody else who said, "I'm Mexican too." <laughs> Oh God, I don't remember. I can't remember. I think it wasn't this card. It was, I think, the card before. Yeah, it rings a bell, and I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was. It was. Ah, it's coming to me. It's coming to me. Well, uh, people, people kind of idolize the Mexican fight style. So non-Mexican fighters will say, like, I, I fight like a Mexican. Yeah, and I'm like, whoa, wait a minute, what does that mean? <laughs> well, yeah. well, remember, like, uh, the Adesanya Strickland fight. In the lead up to that fight, Strickland was saying he wanted to fight like Jesus Christ. What's the name of the Mexican fighter that Adesanya fought years ago? It went to a decision, but it was really back and forth. He looks out of shape all the time. He's got a huge head. Huge <laughs> head? Yeah, he's got a big head. Man, dude, like this is getting like the the, <laughs> the guessing game in this one is hard. Calvin Gastelum. Got oh Gastelum oh yeah yeah Gastelum so Strickland <laughs> was saying he was gonna fight like uh, like uh, Gastelum I, I feel triggered man like what are you talking about man he's got a normal size <laughs> no, head no no he's got a big <laughs> head dude and then uh, <laughs> I for two things happened in that fight Izzy's corner told him stop trying to knock him out. Look at his big fucking Mexican head. You're never going to knock him out. <laughs> and, and I remember lead, that. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> and then in the lead up to Strickland versus Adesanya, Strickland kept saying he's going to have a, the same game plan that Gastelum had. And then Izzy's like, yeah, he might have the cardio Gastelum has, but he's not fucking Mexican. He doesn't got the chin that Gastelum has. Ooh. Yeah, so, I mean, Mexican fighters, you know, man, they're known for going in there willing to take a shot in mm. order to give a shot. So, you got to have a good chin to fight that way. You definitely do. And and uh, I, I think it was uh, Julio Cesar Chavez who has, like, a thick head. He actually has a thicker skull. And <laughs> I, I wouldn't – I wonder if maybe that's just a Mexican superpower. Maybe we all got really thick skulls. I don't think I do. <laughs> I was not blessed. <laughs> you, yeah, you, you on the other hand. Oh, like I have a, I have a super big head. Yes. Yeah, you got I, like I, a helmet on <laughs> made of bone. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, and it served me well. I don't know how many know. times I've been hit with shit. I'm like, jealous, dude, I, man. Oh, dude. It's, it's a, it's, I, I worry about how much I rely on the giant head. Because I have, I've, 
at one point I was so bad at defense. I was essentially just blocking with my face and doing okay. You know, like, um, Oh my God, dude. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, but it's not, you know, not a good look. It's not, you know, you don't win fights like that, <laughs> you know, but, uh, well, I mean, you won some, I won, I won a couple. Yeah. I won a couple lost one. You know, that's like but, the Homer Simpson defense. Remember that episode? Yeah. Yeah. Where you Homer's just tire entire, the guy. Yeah. Let him punch you in the head until he gets tired. Then you punch him once. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. It's it's a rubber dub with my face. That's mm-hmm. that's all I'm doing, you know. Um, but yeah, you gotta you gotta have the cranium. And you gotta have the neck strength with all that. Yeah. And you know that's funny because I remember watching like a boxing like documentary of some sort, and they were going, uh, they were talking about what they look in fighter look for in fighters, mm-hmm. and they're like, well, first of all, we don't want guys with skinny heads. Yeah. We want them to have square fat heads, you know, cause like those usually do better. And I'm like, huh, you know, and I, I don't know about the shape, what the shape does, but I wonder if it has something to do with like the bone density because of the shape, you know? Yeah. Cause they also look at forearms to see mm-hmm. if you have thick forearms. That's also bone density. Oh, really? Oh yeah. You can look that up. Oh yeah. Uh, a, a really easy indicator if someone can throw a hard punch is how big their forearms are. Ah, look at that. Mm -hmm. Huh. Hmm. I'm going to have to look at my kid's forearms. Yeah. Not me, man. I got, I got a skinny head and I got dainty, dainty wrists. But I mean, can't that be something you fix though? I don't know. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Like like what if you start doing like, you know, like, you know, start working out your forearms. Well, yeah. Like, so I used to work out a lot. You know, mm-hmm. I got pretty buff for a while and I was also really into mountain climbing and uh, bouldering and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's all grip strength. But even through all that, like my farms, like they got my farms were developed, like, you know, they they looked strong, but they weren't big. I didn't have big forearms. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I don't I, know. I, I work at that. Like, uh, you know, not too much. Like, you know, every now and then, you know, instead of a fidget spinner, I have like these, you know, grips yeah. that I at my desk. So every now and then I'll take those and I'll squeeze them and I'll like measure because I'm like, oh, shit, you know, this is getting hard again. You know, I'm I'm not as strong as I used to be. So then I'll I'll, I'll pay attention to it for a week or two. And then, you know, I, I get it gets easy again. But like I got like a hundred pound, you know, grip strength thing, you know, um, I should I should pump it up to like 150 pounds, just for giggles. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we haven't done this in a while. It's been a long time. I was uh, I was upset that I wasn't able to hop on the the pod with you and Primo, the oh. Blue Beetle Ninja Turtles pod. Did you get to listen to that? No, I haven't even gotten to listen to it. I've been oh. pretty busy, oh, and yeah. I didn't want to listen to it because I didn't watch Blue Beetle until last night. Oh, so okay, so side topic then. What do you yeah. think about Blue Beetle? Oh, all right. Uh, I got to preface what I'm about to say with <laughs> I watched a bootleg copy of it cuz it's still not out on digital and I oh. didn't feel like at this point going to the theater uh-huh. and paying 15 bucks. So like the CGI, which I heard isn't that great to begin with, it looked awful. Oh, really? It looks so bad, dude. It looked like like Power Rangers kind of stuff, like or like a low budget Netflix superhero show. That's how the CGI looked on the version wow. I was watching. So for me, 
And, uh, you know, now that you saw the show or you saw the movie, for me, the the highlight of that movie wasn't so much the action. It was the family dynamic. It was the it was everything else. Yeah, that's pretty much the general consensus. Yeah. Like everything else I loved. I love the family dynamic. I like the character building. Mm-hmm. I like all the characters. I want to see the family again. And it's yeah. something I said in the on the podcast for that show or for that movie. I want to see the whole family back. I want to I want them all back again and I want them to do another another movie. But you know, this time Get a good action choreographer. Get some yeah. dope ideas on paper. The I superhero think, parts of that movie were the worst parts of the movie. Yes, yeah. yes. I loved everything else. Like the even even the that Brazilian girl. She oh, had yeah. so much charisma. You she know? was uh, Neymar's ex. She was dating Neymar for a while, and now she's dating our our guy here. Oh, wow. He is punching above his weight class. (laughs) Good for him, bro. Yes. Fellow Mexican, we're happy for that guy. Hell yeah, I am too. Like, uh, Soul Neymar's girl. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I mean, good for that kid. Yeah, I mean, let him punch up above his weight. He's doing it on all levels too, man. Like, He's a charming guy. He is. He is. He's very charming. This movie probably would have done better on HBO Go. Oh, yeah. Or HBO or Max, whatever it's called now. But I I like that it went to the movie theaters. Fuck it. Like, let's, let's, you know, I was trying to like get the word out on this guy. I could have done more social media stuff for it, but I didn't because I just didn't have time either. It's still, it passed the test because James Gunn said he, James Gunn does not plan on keeping most of the DCEU from mm -hmm. the Snyder version or whatever, but he does plan on keeping Blue Beetle. He said Blue Beetle will be a part of what they're doing moving forward. Yeah, that's dope. Like I like yeah. I like that. And I want not only do I want to see but I also want to see the family back. I don't want to see just Blue Beetle. Yeah. Like I I mean, don't get me wrong. I like the kid and I like the character and I think everything it's got lots of potential, which is I'm sure what James Gunn sees. Mm-hmm. But you you can't just do Blue Beetle by himself. You got to bring the whole family cuz that's what made the movie for everybody. And and I it it was I mean, everything, man, I'm going to do another part. <laughs> I can go on and on because I, I really do like the movie. But again, not for so much the actual action part. Like They need somebody with some more creativity for the action part. But the story and the writing was well done. Like it just needs help in the CG and action department. I'll but, tell you this. The most surprising thing for me is. I'm not a fan of George Lopez. I don't think I have been at any point in my life. Maybe when I was a really little kid or something. Yeah. That guy just, there's something about that guy that just fucking annoys me. <laughs> so when I saw he was in this, I'm like, oh, God damn it. But I thought he was good in this. I thought yeah. it was just the right amount of George Lopez in this. <laughs> I think not too much, you know, he got yeah. his, he would get his funny lines in and then he would kind of disappear off into the background. Yeah. 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 He would drive the truck and complain about the taco. Yeah. And, you know, getting wrecked and then he would go off and do something else. Yeah. yeah I think they, in, in terms of the writing and the, and the balancing of the characters, I think they, they did a good job there. So, yeah, but. I'll say that I, I, the family stuff was funny. Mm-hmm. A bunch of references that if you grew up 
in uh, a Mexican household or really a Hispanic household, mm-hmm. you will get like uh, I don't know the Chapulín stuff, and then yeah. like uh, they're calling out like making references to old novelas from the '90s and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like all that stuff is great. Yeah. Um, overall, though, because of how bad the superhero stuff was, and it's a superhero movie. I think I would give it like a, like a six and a half out of 10, honestly, but it's fun. Mm-hmm. That was a really fun movie. I want to say six and a half is, is a decent, it's a decent number. I would give it a seven, but I mean, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I would agree with the six and a half. That's not a bad grade, but yeah, what, what saves that movie is, is the characters, not so much the action. No. Um, but I mean, it, I broke it down in that podcast. You should listen to it. Cause yeah, like, I can go back and listen to it now. now yeah. that I watch it. Yeah. Cause there's, there's some things I said in there that, uh, turns that movie from an action movie into what I would almost consider a film, you know? Ooh, okay. Yeah. yeah I gotta yeah, there, listen to that. There's, there's some symbolism in that movie. And, uh, when it comes out in digital, I'm going to check it out again, kind of take it apart some more because I think oh, I am too, bro. I, I want to give it a better chance because yeah. <laughs> copy I watched was not good. Yeah. You know, the other thing too is that who knows what, what copy you got. You may have gotten something that was like pre-release, you know, who the fuck knows, man. But that CGI was rough, dude. No, you got to watch the real one. You're going to, you're going to like it. Uh, here's where me and you differ real quick. Uh, you said you like blue beetle more than the turtles, right? Yes. Complete opposite for me. I fucking love that Ninja Turtles movie. I would give that movie like a nine out of 10. Oh, really? That's how much I enjoyed it. I thought the interactions between the turtles felt so natural. The Mm -hmm. voice actors they got are actual kids. Like in these Ninja Turtle movies and cartoons or whatever, rarely did they actually come across as teens, like Mm -hmm. teenage mutant Ninja Turtles. This is, I think the first time where I felt like, Oh, these are teenagers. I really like that. I I liked the interactions and the writings and the way they portrayed the kids or mm-hmm. and, because they were kids. I mean the teen the the the, the turtles. Uh and I liked the fatherly aspect of of Splinter. Yeah. But they changed a few things that made it really hard for me to pay attention to. Uh, and I was, was going to so I was going to ask you cuz yeah. I didn't know why you didn't like it. You didn't tell me cuz yeah. I hadn't watched it yet. Yeah. Was it the origins? Because they changed everyone's origins. They changed the origins a little bit, um, but then it was also like, but they've done that a few times, even in the in the comics. Yeah. They'll they'll you know reboot the sort the stories. Uh, but then like they put Jackie Chan as mm-hmm. the ninja sensei, and you know this is just me being a fucking martial arts nerd. Um, the you know ninjas they're they're Japanese, right? And yeah. And Splinter has a Chinese actor playing him. It's cool that they got Jackie Chan, but it's not the right accent. And, and so I, I had a hard time with that. <laughs> uh, you know, Cause I mean, it's just like, Oh, we need an Asian actor. You know, this yeah. Seth Rogen is like, we need an Asian actor. Let's yeah. get Jackie oh, Chan. That, that's actually you know? a good Seth Rogen. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, you just gotta, you gotta put a little weed in that voice. Yeah. And, you know, you, you <laughs> but yeah, you know, he, he got, the first Asian person he can think of it. He didn't really actually go look for a comedic Japanese American actor, you know, yeah. or somebody who can speak English who's Japanese. It's just, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be one of these like gatekeepers that are like, Oh, you know, like uh, cultural appropriation, you know, yeah. but like, I mean, he, they're ninjas. 
at least at least if you're gonna have Jackie Chan, have him do a Japanese accent. <laughs> you know, or I don't know. Like I don't know. Like well, that that goes into a gray area. Yeah. I don't know if people would be happy with a Chinese guy doing a Japanese accent. Well, I mean, he's 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 a freaking ninja pretending to be. I mean, he's a Chinese man trying to be True. a ninja. Like I mean, I don't know, but whatever. That I mean, that's me being silly, right? But mm-hmm. uh, but also the, the all those bad guys. They're not like good guys, and they're all living in the in the underground layer. Yeah, and they're as friends. I don't, I don't know. I just that was, I'll agree. That was a weak part for me. Yeah, I, I didn't need that. You know what? There is one thing I did like. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't hate the movie. I liked the movie, but I like Blue Beetle more and culturally probably more uh, yeah. than than Turtles. But like Turtles, at the end, they put the kids in school. Yeah. I love that. And I was like, holy fuck. Like, yeah. like that was the one thing that I was just like, what? That's an exciting change. Cause then you're like, I don't know what's expecting this next movie. Now that they're just out in the open and going to school. Exactly. Like they never did that. Never, ever. No. Not in the comics, not in the TV shows. Never. Nobody ever thought about putting kids in the fucking school. Yeah. Dude, it was a happy movie- ending for them. Yeah, they, that's all they wanted was to be able to go to school. They wanted to be like everybody else. Yeah, I thought it was really cute, dude. That made me. That I mean, I'm, I'm I cry at every fucking movie, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I cried at fucking turtles like a big fucking weirdo. Um, yeah, dude, I cry. I, I can't stop crying anymore, man. Dude, this is like everything I see makes me cry. You like know why? The, yeah, as, you, well, as you get older, your testosterone starts going down, <laughs> and you start producing my more boobs. estrogen. Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. It's vice versa too. the The opposite happens for women. Their estrogen levels start going down, and they start their testosterone levels start going up. Yeah. Well, somebody's got to keep the house straight, right? Yeah, we exactly. To, that's what happens. Yeah, somebody needs to get aggressive. Is <laughs> the, yeah. the dude with the muscles is getting all crybaby? You know, we yeah. need somebody to keep order. That makes sense to me, man. Yeah, you know. And it's but, uh, good to be in touch with your emotions. <laughs> One of the, <laughs> I don't cry often in movies, uh-huh. but sometimes the most random ones will make me cry. Yeah. And uh, the one that was like this for me was, did you ever watch Logan? Yes. Yeah. And then at the end, like, so Logan spoilers <laughs> for a movie that came out like eight years ago or whatever. <laughs> so stop listening. <laughs> if you haven't watched Logan, yeah. but Logan dies. And then at the end, the kid goes up and puts like the Wolverine toy mm-hmm. on the on his grave. For whatever reason, bro, it broke me, and I was like sobbing in the theater. <laughs> and then the girl I was dating, she like looked at me. She's like, "What? You're crying?" And I'm like, "You know what? Shut the fuck up! All right." Like, <laughs> I got mad. I'm like, yeah. "You're being a real jerk right now." You told her that? Yeah, I told her that. We got no fight about it. <laughs> I'm like, "You and just then, don't understand." And that's when you broke up with her. <laughs> nah, I should have. I should have, but no. Yeah, if a girl doesn't cry with you at Logan, that's a sign that you should let her go. Right? Or at least don't say anything, you know? Yeah. <laughs> let me have my moment. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Oh, man. No, I cried at Logan, too. I mean, it's just like, name any movie. You could just fucking throw a, you know, just throw a, a bunch of names in a hat and just pull one out, and I probably cried at it, dude. Yeah. You know, but like, yeah, no, dude, like Blue Beetle, going back to Blue Beetle, that whole father thing where the, I mean, I almost cried the first time the dude was like, oh, I, you know, I'm still trying to figure out what my life is like. And I'm like, yeah, me too. 
You know? <laughs> did you and, did your kids like it? Yeah, my kids liked it. Yeah. Oh, good. Yeah. So then, but like, um, but then at the end, when dude's like in the astral plane and he's like trying to pull this kid back from out of you know out of heaven to come back to earth to save the day, he's like, I finally know what my fucking what my reason is. I'm like, ah, dude, <laughs> fuck it. I couldn't stop bawling. I got I got to the like once the family got captured by like the fucking ice looking bad guys. It, it, I fucking it started crying and the waterworks didn't stop to the fucking end of the fucking movie, man. Oh my god! <laughs> Did were your kids crying? Were they just staring at you? What was there happening was, here? No, my son. My son's a little little douchebag. He turns around, he's like, "Daddy's crying." Yeah, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's at that age, of course. You know, it's just like, shut up, <laughs> popcorn. <laughs> I'm not crying. Just my eyes are dry. It's really dry here. My eyes need to tear to compensate. You know? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm like, yeah, no, dude, the, the, dude, like, I've cried on this fucking podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know you have, yeah. yeah. Like, I cried when my fucking, my coach was on here. I cried with you guys. Every time we talk about movies, I fucking cry. It's no just shame like, in that, man. No, dude, there's plenty of shame the way I do it. <laughs> dude, I think, I think the world would be a better place if more dudes cried. You think so? Oh, yeah. Just let it out, you know? I think you feel better afterwards. Oh, no. No. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't like it. I don't like oh, it. Oh, my God. No. I, I, I cry and I always try to, like, hide it. <laughs> Especially when I have my son who's next to me. He's sitting next to me and he's always laughing at my ass, dude. Yeah. He's just like, why are you crying? I'm like, don't you want to cry? Don't you think this is emotional? And he's like, no. <laughs> it's good for him though because he's absorbing that stuff yeah like once he gets out of his like shitty preteen years or whatever grows up a little i think i think yeah. he'll be grateful he had a dad that showed emotion yeah we'll see we'll see or otherwise he'll grow up and be like hey dad remember when you cried watching yeah. fucking my hero yeah remember when you <laughs> cried like a bitch watching cartoons <laughs> no yeah, no. I'm old now, I have Alzheimer's. Yeah. <laughs> I don't remember shit. He's really dusty that day. Your mom, <laughs> your mom was cutting onions nonstop. Yeah, you're fucking my allergies, my allergies, dude. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, anyway, man. All right, man. Let, let's call it quits, man. It's it's uh it's getting late. Yeah, man. All right, man. Good to good talk time. to you, brother. Dude, we, we got to do this again soon, man. Yeah, definitely. Let me know next cool. time. Uh, everyone pops on too. Yeah, for sure, for sure. We'll we'll get uh we'll get Primo, we'll get not my cousin Dan, we'll see who else we can get. All right, dude. All right, brother. All right, Catch peace. You later. Laters. All right, so this is uh Edgar Otraves with my co-host Lechuga. We will catch you next time. The music you're listening to is titled Eres Mia, and that's by Loud Ito. And you can find that over at Epidemic Sound. Epidemic Sound has a wide variety of music. Some of the things that they have is latin music and as you can tell this song is a spanish song the words eres mia means your mind for those who are multilingual impaired and yeah you can find all kinds of music up in there they got all kinds of good stuff especially if you're a content creator like myself you could totally use royalty free music for a license that's super affordable so make sure you check them out and when you do hit that referral link in the description so that they know that i sent you also, make sure you check out Titan Fitness. Titan Fitness is a gym equipment brand. They sell weights and benches, dumbbells, all that good stuff. But, you know, sometimes, you know, you, you go to some of these bigger brands and they are expensive. Titan Fitness 
has good quality at a good price. So make sure you check them out. I highly recommend them. I use them. And when you do go check them out, make sure you hit that referral link in the description. So Noche UFC was dope. I really underestimated how good the car was going to be. But I mean, I was just I was just in it to watch Grasso versus Valentina. We're going to have to get a third one, man. We need that decisive win. Honestly, Grasso won that last fight, but I'm not on the judging table, man. You got to cut those guys a break, right? As much as as much grief as you want to give them, you got to cut these guys a break because I mean, it's it's live it's happening right there they don't have the luxury of going back and reviewing what they saw you know it's it's a tough gig i'm sure you know and unfortunately they threw these guys names out in there in the public so now they're all over the web and they're getting roasted roasted i feel bad for them man because you make that mistake everybody knows about your mistake everybody so you know what can you do other than say i'm sorry you know but what can you do so if you're digging the show, make sure you check out our website, theflowrollpodcast.com. If you want to follow me on Instagram, you can follow me under the name Edgar Otraves, or you can follow the show under the name The Flow Roll. And if you want to do us a solid, make sure you like, subscribe, comment, and share wherever you get your podcast at and on your social webs. And press all the buttons that make the podcast gods happy. Thank you so much for listening to this Edgar Otraves. We will catch you next time. Behave yourselves. Laters. Hey,